Hey guys, Ivermar Jarrison here, and today's episode is sponsored by the Infinite Monkey Theorem, the theory that states that a monkey hitting keys on a keyboard at random over an infinite period of time will almost surely type any given text, including the complete works of Harry Potter or the lyrics to the latest Post Malone song. It sounds kind of weird and crazy, but in the end of the day, infinity is a long time. With that bit of random nonsense, let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Uh, Alright guys, so today I am here with Sean McNamara and we are going to be exploring the world of lucid dreaming. He is a consciousness instructor and uh, Sean, first off, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Ever. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's talk about consciousness instruction. Tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, I've been a meditation practitioner for a long time, and I've been teaching meditation to people for over a decade. And on my own journey, I've picked up lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences and mind-over-matter exercises along the way as ways to just learn more about myself and learn about reality, but also to find my own independent spiritual path because I realized along the way that Doing something that's given to me, prescribed, or being given a belief system doesn't work for me because I'm sort of stubborn that way. But I find that these consciousness experiences like lucid dreaming are a way for people to find things out on their own where you don't have to give your personal power to anyone, which which I really appreciate. So, yeah, I use all those experiences as a way to develop myself and help other people develop themselves. Interesting. Yeah, and, and, so, and so, like, just five different things you said there I want to explore specifically. But today, uh, we're going to focus specifically on lucid dreaming. So I think some people have kind of an idea of it. But why don't you tell us, in a nutshell, what's lucid dreaming really all about? So it's a really good question, because I see a lot of conversations online, and people, some people don't seem to understand exactly what it is. And they think that an ordinary dream, where you wake up and remember the dream you had, during the night before is a lucid dream just because it's so clear but that's not the case lucid dreaming is when you are in the middle of your dream or when you start the dream and you realize that you are dreaming so right now the listeners listening to your program listener just look around your room right now look at your computer look at your hands and your feet and you realize that your consciousness is here in the present moment now imagine that everything you just looked at is a dream scenario, and you are just as conscious in the middle of the dream as you are right now sitting in your chair looking at your computer. It's that level of consciousness and awareness while you're still asleep, while your body's asleep and your mind is dreaming, and you are fully awake within the dream. And it doesn't stop the dream, but the dream keeps going, but now you've got a little bit more control. <laughs> so that's basically what a lucid dream is. And so a little bit. That was that's kind of my understanding of it was like it's you you being awake uh, sort of during a dream. But now sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, I think I'm dreaming right now, but I'm still just like eating rutabagas with people I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not controlling it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. is, does lucid kind of imply that you are like taking the reins and doing something or is it just recognizing consciousness within the dream? Well, it's kind of a gray area. Okay. That consciousness occurs on a range. So when you realize that you're dreaming, but you're not taking the reins yet, that is still partially lucid. Okay, step so in the right direction. Step in the right direction. You're, let's say that's like 10% lucidity where you realize you're dreaming, but you don't take control. 
versus 90 to 100% where you are full on making changes to the dream environment or asking questions to the people or the animals in your dream. So, but they're both considered lucid dreaming, just various levels of, gotcha. um, of activity. And part of it is some people don't realize that even when you are in the middle of a dream and become conscious of it, that you can actually start doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I have like this specific, uh, direction of like how to, what are the issues, but really I just can't help but ask like, how often do you lucid dream? Like once you become good at this, how often do you or do other people who have mastered it do it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, there's a wide range and I'll tell you the kind of person I am. I'm, um, I'm sort of a slow learner, which is, I think why I like to teach it because <laughs> I know all the challenges it's, it's hard for me. And when I want to have a lucid dream, I have to know that I want it and plan for it and train for it. So I know all the techniques But it's not like, oh, tonight I want one. Um, I have to instead do the techniques during the daytime and at night for a few nights or maybe even a week or two before I actually get the lucid dream. There are a few people out there, I'm sure a small percentage of the population who can have one on command. And you'll read about those people on lucid dream books or they'll be out there on, on social media talking about how easy it is for them. But I'm pretty sure that for the rest of us, it's really a matter of work and training until you have one. And then when you want your next one, it's just back to the drawing board, continually training. And you get better and better at it if your training continues regularly. Right. So, put, yeah, you're really, that's interesting. So, really putting the work in. So, so right there, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. T- tell us a little bit about, I mean, some of the techniques. Obviously, I know you have in a, like mm-hmm. a course and things that really get into it, but just give us kind of like the surface level of like what some of these steps would be for someone trying to get into it. Yeah. So probably the most important thing for having a lucid dream is being able to recognize when you're dreaming, which involves dream awareness. Another way of saying this is, are you able to at least remember your dreams from the night before? That's the basic level. Can you remember the dreams that you had? And so the basic tool is to start using a dream journal because using a dream journal starts to flex those muscles in your mind so that when you wake up in the morning, you start looking backward in time into your own subconscious mind, trying to remember what happened and just writing down anything that comes to mind, any of the details. And even if you don't remember anything, you write that down because it's an an intention tool. So just using a dream journal is a way of setting your intention to become more cognizant of your dream activity. Interesting. So it's kind of turning attention towards your dreams, I guess. Yes. So it's intention is a a tool of the mind that actually directs our energy and, and creates results. So just by starting to use a dream journal, it's like telling your own subconscious mind that you're headed in the direction of wanting to experience a lucid dream. And so remembering your dreams while you're awake is one thing, but that's the first step to knowing that you're having a dream while you're having it in the middle of the night. So if you can't remember your dreams at all, you probably won't be able to have a lucid dream. But it doesn't mean that you're not dreaming. It just means that um, you're not remembering your dreams. Everybody dreams every night. Everyone goes through the random eye movement stage several times a night it's just part of being human everybody dreams but just not everyone remembers it but once you can remember two or three dreams per night which would happen about a week or two into using your dream journal 
then your likelihood of realizing you're dreaming while you're dreaming goes up a lot. Interesting. Okay. So that, that, that first step kind of turning your attention towards it. And then, um, and then as far as pulling yourself in, I mean, recognizing that you're in a dream, what, what kind of steps mm-hmm. go into that? So it's interesting. A lot of people have accidental lucid dreams and the real, the reason they realize they're having a dream while they're having a dream is because something weird or super weird happens in the dream. And it's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird that some part of them goes, hold on a sec, this can't possibly be reality. And then they realize that they're having a dream and become lucid. And so there's a way to train yourself to recognize that weirdness of the dream stage. And it's called a state check, where you check your state of mind. And you can do it a couple different ways. One is um, where you schedule yourself to check your state of consciousness. So let's say, for me, I live in a building with an elevator. And if I'm training to have a lucid dream, every time I get in my elevator, that's when I check my state. And at that point, I will just ask myself out loud, if I'm alone, I'll say, am I dreaming? Only if you're alone, though, if people are around, you don't say right. that. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Exactly. Or I'll, I'll do it silently if, if someone's around. But I know that at least twice a day, I'm going to ask myself, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? And at the same time, I do something physical with my body to check. And the one I do is I'll just take my index finger on one hand and pull on it with my other hand, just pulling on my finger while I ask, am I dreaming? And the reason I do this is because in wake, in the waking state, nothing happens. I pull on my <laughs> finger and the finger stays on my hand. But if it were a dream, chances are likely that my finger would stretch out like a piece of putty or I look at my hand and then I've got six fingers or 20 fingers on my hand, or maybe my hand looks like a crab claw or gotcha. I look down at my hand and I'm holding a hamburger instead of holding my own hand and doing that at the same time as asking, am I dreaming? Then I'll realize, Oh my gosh, I am dreaming. And boom, in that moment I become lucid in the dream. But the thing is I need to do a state check at least 10 or 15 times a day Wow! Because what we're doing is creating momentum and creating a habit so that next time I'm in my dream and something happens, I might just, out of habit, do a state check in the middle of a dream, and then my, my hand looks funny or whatever, and then I become lucid. So we're trying to create momentum during the daytime. Gotcha. So it has to be so routinized that like you are randomly doing it in the dream, in which case you can recognize. Interesting. And that, so that's state checking. That's state checking, and that that's a planned state check where I set up a, a rhythm. Like every time I get in the elevator, right. for some people, it's every time you get in your car, or every time you sit down at your desk at work. The first thing you do is a state check. But then you also want to combine that with unplanned state checks, ah. which really give it the power. And that is, let's say you're going through the supermarket, and you see something weird, like you see a clown walk through the grocery aisle. You know, through, through the yeah through the fruit and vegetable aisle, you see a clown walking through (laughs) and it's something really weird. And it's the kind of weird thing that you might experience in a dream. At that point, you just do a state check. Am I dreaming? And you pull on your finger or do some other type of state check with your body. Um, And anytime during the day, something odd or dreamlike happens, you do the unplanned state check because most of the time when we're dreaming or much of the time, 
something weird is happening. Someone's showing up who we haven't seen in 20 years, or there's a weird animal, like maybe it's an animal that doesn't exist in real life, or, or our pet goldfish starts talking to us. So what we're trying to do is set up this pattern that anytime something out of the ordinary happens, we do a state check while we're awake. Gotcha. That way, when we have a dream and something weird happens, we are trained, our subconscious mind is trained to do a state check at that point, and then we become lucid. Okay, and so and so it sounds like, so the idea, first one kind of getting, uh, you know, turning attention towards your dreams, that state checking this, and then as far as, it seems like in my dreams, when I recognize that I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, I think I'm dreaming, I wake up. Is that like a common obstacle that needs to be like overcome within trying to stay there and hang out? Absolutely. I mean, it's a step in the right direction for sure. And the reason people tend to wake up as soon as they realize it's a dream is is just pure excitement. Having a strong right. emotional response to the experience kind of ends ends it all. You have to do it often enough or get to that point often enough where you keep a cool head, yeah. where you stay emotionally chilled out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And so, and so and let's, so let's get into the fun part here. Once you're awake in your dream, uh, what are some things that you do or what are some things you hear other people do? What are some popular things to do with your lucidity within a dream? Well, I think for most beginners or most people spontaneously, the number one thing is flying because remember you can do anything you want in the dream. <laughs> it's, it's just, you're looking and playing inside your own mind. And most people will spontaneously start to fly or they'll choose to fly like a superhero. And that's basically the, the thing I did my first time. And it still happens once in a while. And the reason flying is such a big deal, why people actually try and repeat that experience, is because it's not only flying through the air. It's There's an experience there. You have a dream body within the dream. And the the body typically starts to fill with blissful sensations it feels significantly joyful and liberating when you start taking off and flying through the sky or flying through your neighborhood or flying over a forest or something yeah. like that it's not only a loss of gravity it's you feel completely blissed out or i feel completely blissed out when i fly yeah and that's that's when you just start exploring uh, there are a lot more practical uses for lucid dreaming but still if the, if you're not having fun you're probably not going to do it so it's it's okay to have a lot of fun so the flying is a good dreaming. place to start <laughs> yeah yeah um and so and so you know you kind of talked us through some of the basics here but i think based on the amount of times I've heard the word lucid dream and the amount of times I've actually met people who have seemed to actually have a grip on it. It seems like there is a pretty high barrier of entry. You kind of talked about the work that has to go into it. So tell us a little bit about what you kind of offer with like your instruction, your courses and stuff like that. How's what's your process? And is that something people can, can get into? Absolutely. So I have one of my online courses. It's, it's a bundle of lucid dreaming and the out-of-body experience, and I won't go into that right now, but they're so closely related. They're, I call them consciousness cousins, largely because they both rely on intention. But um, when people take my course or if they come to one of my classes here in Denver, Colorado, I give them all the tools so that they can start training on their own. And basically, along with learning how to do a, a dream journal properly because there's some details there about how to really track your dream so it becomes a powerful process and then learning the different kinds of state checking 
And then there are other things people learn to do. Like if you wake up at a certain time in the middle of the night, during a certain part of your uh, sleep cycle, your chances of having lucid dream go up about 2,000%. Oh. <laughs> so it has to do with learning about your sleep cycle, how many hours you sleep a night, and trying to time it so that you wake up during your random eye movement stage of sleep, which you do several times a night. But the, f- the further you go into the morning, the longer those periods go, the random eye movement, the REM stage, and that's when you really have the, the greater opportunity to become lucid. So in someone's training, they start doing all the steps of tracking their dreams, doing the state checking, once in a while waking up at a certain time in the middle of the night, and then going back to sleep with the intention to become lucid. And then in a matter of days or weeks, one night it'll just happen that you, you did all the steps, put it all together, and then blammo, you become lucid in your dream. And then you wake up the next morning and put it in your dream journal, celebrate, and then get back to work. You keep doing all those steps. And, you know, for people who really want to make lucid dream an important part of their life, um, it's just about regular training. Like people who meditate, they meditate every day. Lucid dreamers or people who want to be regular lucid dreamers do these steps every day. And eventually they'll have consistent lucid dreams. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, I think we we make that fallacy with the mind a lot. Like this idea of of like, I'm going to meditate. Like I'll just sit down and do 20 minutes. And it's like, it'd be like just going in the gym and just being like, I'm going to bench press, you know, hundreds of pounds. And it's like your mind is a muscle and it should be treated as one and trained as one. And I think we we're so, we kind of separate it. We have this idea where it's like, oh, lucid dream. I'll just, I'll read about it and then I'll just do it tonight mm-hmm. you know right and uh, and like you said there's there's that work that has to go into it right and so what you offer so that's like an online course like a bundle that you can it's just is it through just your website mindpossible.com yeah they can find it there or if they go directly to mindpossiblecourses.com they'll have access to all my courses there and they'll find that one Beautiful. um but you know one thing i want to say really quick is that sometimes people do have a lucid dream the very first night they try they might go to the bookstore get a book on lucid dreaming or watch my course and just because of the excitement of it they go to sleep in the right state of mind thinking about it and their intention is really at a heightened state it's not out of the ordinary for someone to succeed their very first night out <laughs> oh, that's good. So, so now, now I just feel worse about my failed attempts. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's kind of like beginner's luck. So if someone has beginner's luck with lucid dreaming, they might, it might happen the very first night. So it's not always about training for a long period of time. It, sometimes it just happens right away, too. And the other thing, too, is um, just since you have so much involvement with food and, and cooking and eating, Yeah. Some of my dream activity has happened in the past few years when when I've been up through the night because I ate too much or I ate food that didn't agree with me. <laughs> oh, I, so sort of like a restless night so that you're kind of in and out of sleep? Exactly. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> Oh, it's good to know. I'll just, I'll, yeah. maybe I'll just struct- con- constructively poison myself and then. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yeah. Well, well and interesting. There, and there, yeah, there, there are certain teas out there people can drink that people say might heighten your lucidity too. So Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So there are some different tools. Yeah, well, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely an exciting notion. I think a lot of people, you know, have had an experience similar to, you know, I've definitely had dreams where I'm like, I think I'm kind of awake or whatever. But like I said, I'm still like, 
being a dream person. But mm-hmm. that um, I definitely can from that I can taste the appeal of you know really grabbing the reins and and getting into it. So it's definitely mm-hmm. something that I'm going to experiment with a little bit and uh, and and try to give it a shot. I got I got all sorts of ideas. I want to fly. Want to talk to my dog? Like all sorts of stuff. You know. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> the world is your oyster. And lose the dreaming. Anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Have you uh in uh, one of Tom Robbins books? I think it's uh cowgirls i can't remember but at the end of the book there's this like conversation between like the mind and the hand or something some weird tom robbins psychedelic stuff but he this conversation basically unfolds like where he's he's presenting this idea the mind's like maybe everything you do like maybe you go out every day and you you find food and you do all these things so that at night you can sleep and dream like maybe dreaming is what should be prioritized like like well that's where you have the most potential to do whatever you want and maybe everything else you do is just to like facilitate a good dream and so that kind of a funny idea like at the end of the day everything i'm doing today is very limited but at Mm. night you have this potential to do whatever you want (laughs) absolutely well and here's the thing is he's right on with that that the dream life that we have is very important whether it's lucid or not i mean people have written best-selling novels based on dreams they've had scientists have made incredible discoveries that have changed everyone's life um, in the modern world and people make extreme life decisions or changes in their life based off of dreams that they had or conversations they had during a lucid dream. So it is a big deal. It can be fun. It can be like a sporting thing, you know, just to play yeah. with your dreams. But you can get information from your subconscious mind and maybe even from beyond your own mind that will change the world or change how you behave in your life and things you do or things you invent or whether or not you decide to move to a different town, or maybe you'll meet your next romantic partner based off of a dream you had. Interesting. So yes. it is really powerful stuff. And I think it's something, it's funny, like when you look back, different cultures and like biblically and like all these different things, dreams were so powerful. And it seems like as we've kind of moved towards science, we kind of want to shrug it off, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this like, we have this kind of like new notion where we're, you know, where I don't know, personally, when someone starts talking about their dream, I normally kind of tune out. And I think we have this very physical thing. We like want to believe in like what's physical and what's around us. But dreams are this like really powerful, weird thing that we're all experiencing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it's kind of interesting, I guess, like the moral of this just kind of to turn attention towards it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, again, Sean, I'm going to think we'll wrap things up here. But thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It was fun. Again, guys, my name is Ivor Margerison, and that was Sean McNamara. If you are interested in learning more about lucid dreaming, he has an online course available for just $20 at his website, mindpossible.com.